I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, June 16th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, yesterday we talked about the sad ending that the COVID tracking app in Canada is about to find. And now we learn that Internet Explorer is actually shutting down and Microsoft will no longer service it. Seems like two big losses in one week. Technology gains another angel. Technology heaven gains another angel. See, I screwed up the joke, Jay. That's okay. We got it out in the end. It's sad. It's sad to see, you know, Internet Explorer was my first browser, like the first browser I ever used. And mine was Netscape. So that's our relative age difference. Well, that shows the age difference. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, look, Internet Explorer, by the way, became unusable as of like five years ago. It was just too exploited by viruses and malware. You just couldn't use it anymore. You had to move off to something else like Chrome or Firefox. Yeah, it didn't work great even in the best of days. So I'm sad to see it go. It's the end of an era, but one that I would bet zero percentage of our listeners are actually using Internet Explorer on purpose, maybe on their parents' old computer, but certainly not on purpose now. It's not even called Internet Explorer anymore. It's called Edge. Well, Edge, whatever. Aside from the demise of Internet Explorer, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, it's looking like the Bank of Canada might follow a 75 basis point rate hike. For our second story, Apple TV Plus signs a deal with MLS to stream games. For our third story, unions are pushing for higher wages. For our first story, following a 0.75 percentage point interest rate rise from the U.S. Federal Reserve yesterday, its largest since 1994, Bay Street is now putting the probability of an identical hike coming out of the Bank of Canada's July decision at 80%, according to Bloomberg. So, Brett, what do these new rate hikes mean for Peak Pals? Okay, so just last week, traders put the probability of a move that size, which would bring the country's benchmark interest rate to about 2.25%. They put that in about 50%. So you might be wondering, you know, what happened to go from 50% to 80%? Well, expectations around how aggressively Canada's central bank will move to cool prices are changing, and they're changing fast as the U.S. inflation rate hit 8.6%, and economists expect Canadian prices to soar past the last reported 6.8% annual inflation rate. Now, if the market is already priced in a supersized rate hike and inflation numbers later this month don't look good, it will be hard for the Bank of Canada to pass up the opportunity to more forcefully hike rates. Now, this is what BMO economist Benjamin Reitzis told uh, Bloomberg. And higher borrowing costs have started to take their toll. Home prices declined for the second straight month as of yesterday, including in the country's hottest markets, as it becomes increasingly harder to get a mortgage. And layoffs have started across the country as well, with Wealthsimple laying off 13% of its staff, Shopify backed Swift, 30% of its staff, as well as real estate brokers, Compass and Redfin. And Canadian markets slid into quote-unquote correction territory as the TSX and S&P Composite index fell 5% in the last week alone, partially dragged down by rate hike fears. Now, central banks can oppose higher interest rates to take demand out of the economy by making debt more expensive, but that won't end the war in Ukraine, it won't lift China's lockdowns, and it won't increase energy production, all of which are factors driving up prices. It would be great if it could do all of those things all at once, but it certainly can't. And here's the bottom line. The economy is getting shakier by the day, and policymakers are grasping for whatever tools they have to get things under control. We'll just have to wait and see if it actually works. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Interest Rate. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. For our second story, the kick of the ball, the blow of the whistle, the IPA-fueled chance of fans. It's all coming to Apple TV Plus after the streaming platform reached a 10-year, $2.5 billion deal with Major League Soccer, MLS, to become the exclusive home of all matches. 
to what's going on with MLS and Apple TV, and more importantly, will I be able to watch Toronto FC? Well, Brett, starting next year, those looking to tune into MLS games will no longer find them on TSN and Quebec-based TVA, but through Apple TV+, Plus, with commentary available in English and French for games featuring the league's three Canadian teams. I think they call it TVA, but whatever. Streamers are increasingly turning to live sports offerings to stand out in a sea of new platforms. Apple also airs select MLB Friday Night Baseball games, while Disney and Amazon have deals with Indian Premier Cricket League and the NFL, respectively. In Canada, soccer is the fastest growing sport in the country, with a new generation of fans waiting in the wings as Canada's men's national team, which has several MS players on it, is set to make its first World Cup appearance in 36 years in November. But MLS still trails behind the popularity of other leagues in Canada. It's 102,000 viewers tuned in to the 2021 MLS Cup compared to 3.6 million for the Stanley Cup. But it could see a big growth now that Apple may spend big money to market and promote it. And so, Jay, why does the new MLS deal with Apple really matter? Well, having all the league's teams in one place sounds nice, but it could lead to individual sports leagues moving to other unique streamers while others remain on cable, resulting in monthly bills that would hurt even more than a championship loss. And for our third and final story, unions are leveraging Canada's record low unemployment numbers and unprecedented job vacancies to negotiate higher wages while they still can. So see the first story in this series. Brett, that's a pretty interesting development for our labor market. What is the deal? So seven major wage settlements this year results in an average annual wage increase of 3.1% for about 13,700 union represented workers, almost double the average national rate for wage increases between March 2020 and January 2022. And this is all per Bloomberg. Hay bumps were given to employees at the Canadian Nuclear Laboratories, the Caesars Casino in Windsor, and three universities. What else do you need? That's how I spend my day. The morning at the nuclear laboratory, the evenings at the casino in Windsor. The next big event in the union wage space involves the Public Service Alliance of Canada, representing one third of federal employees, which is countering a government offer to raise wages by 1.7% per year through to 2025, with 4.5% instead. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. If successful, it could set off a chain reaction for workers across provincial, territorial, and private sectors. Maybe they'll sell a course on negotiating too. Who knows? But with annual inflation projected to surpass 7%, these wages increases won't actually result in real gains in spending power. Plus, some economists are worried that higher salary demands could trigger a wage price spiral that could only make inflation worse. And that's why this all matters. About 30% of Canadian workers are unionized, which is low compared to Europe, but 20 percentage points higher than it is in the U.S. And after years of decline, rates are on the rise. These public wins could help unions gain even more popularity across the country. Big fellas, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second lot, follow this podcast or your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Brett, have a good Thursday. Yeah, you too, Jay.